Welcome to the Drawing to Scale podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. My guest today is Robert Renteria. Robert is the owner of Angels Landscape, a design-build landscaping business in California. Uh, Angels Landscape has been in business for over 24 years, and Robert has recently started his uh, platform, the Rockstar platform, which is dedicated to helping contractors improve their skills, business, and profitability. Um, Robert, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for inviting me. Um, excited to be here and and share what you know what we're all about uh maybe we can start with that we start with maybe if you want to talk a little bit about the the, the rockstar platform um you know who's it for what are the ideals and goals uh how does it help uh landscape contractors you know um we started this in 2022 i mean 2020 i should say and uh and and the definition of the rockstar platform keeps changing every year as i learn more about the actual needs out there in the trade so I'd like to answer that question with a, with a story. So, for example, we have these members in the group, and, and the way I promote it is like, hey, there's a lot of knowledge in this group. There's guys that have been around for a while. Uh, there's guys that are starting out. And the point is for us to learn from each other and grow and uh, avoid some catastrophic mistakes. Um, and, and before I get into the story, Part of the motivation to do the group is that, you know, I saw a group and I became a part of a group. And uh, when I saw what the group was teaching, uh, even though it's effective for some people and not all people, I felt like, you know, there's there's different values that people can share. And so I, I felt the need to start my own group so that I can share some stuff that is actually uh well, it's in my opinion, is more helpful, it's more realistic, um, and uh, and might conform to some people's um, needs, you know. But you know, there's a story where a guy from up north has a situation. He uh, he has a project with a with a, a block wall, retaining wall, and he built. He trusted his subcontractor to build it, and it turns out the whole wall is kind of built wrong, and fires that contractor, hires another contractor, and this new contractor is saying, hey, you know what? This wall needs to be removed and built from scratch, right? So he's freaking out because he's seen thousands of dollars lost. And he reaches out to me panicking, hey, Robert, you know, uh, what do I do? You know, I'm having big trouble. And so then I just asked for some photos and in my experience of retaining walls, I figure, you know, this wall is not a property line wall, is not being inspected by inspectors. Uh, structurally, we can add some some footings, we can underpin it, and then we can strap it to the house footing and pour a slab. So we made a few corrections that that eliminated the need to remove the wall. And um, I'm only sharing that story as as an idea of how this group can be really helpful to some people. Sometimes it's like little tiny things on how to hire somebody. And sometimes it's big things. How can somebody save themselves from a $50,000 loss by just tapping into somebody else's wisdom that's been around for 20 plus years? So that's just one example of like the value of the group. And uh, as we get more into the talks, we can talk more about, you know, uh, we have a set of values. I believe in in a little bit of a different way of 
developing business in the world of construction and contractors and social media, everybody wants to close the client. Close, you know, they hey, I want to close the deal and I closed their ass tonight. Or, you know, I made them sign tonight and, and, and they just there's just this pressure toward the, the client to to sign. And, um, and, and so contractors are celebrating um, how fast they got the client to sign and, and uh, accept the bid and, and whatever, right? And so for me, I don't see that as a big win. I see that as you just trap the client uh, because you use a creative set of scripts, you know? where later on down the road, the client discovers that they've been trapped. They kind of, you know, fell for it or whatever. They bit the, the bait. And so the project ends differently in a different tone than how it started. And so my, you know, my, my, uh, my message or the, you know, the tone that I want to teach people is let's play a little bit of a long game um, and let's give the client space and let's build some trust and um, that way the client could feel respected, could feel valued, and they actually like you more at the end of the project than at the beginning of the project. Not feel like they've been pressured into signing off on something. Exactly. So me, I have a, I have a big radar for like sales calls, guys that come in and right away they start asking me questions and they start talking to me like they know me, you know, for uh, 10 years and they don't know me. And, it's all a part of the, the trap, you know? So you have to be careful because there's always something behind all that fake kindness, you know? And I, I, I just feel there's another, that's not the only way, there's another way. And it's very effective. I've been doing this for many, many years and it's, it's, it's the way to go in my opinion. It makes, it's, it's easier on my conscience as well. It comes down to what kind of person you are. You know, if you're the kind of person that you don't care about those things and you just wanna, you know, see, a 15% increase in sales every month and that's all that matters to you, well then, you know, the Rockstar platform is not for you. Do you get any pushback from uh, people that sign up to the platform uh, because of that? Maybe they expect something a little different and they're more on that, get that sale right away, have them sign off and just they, they stick to that mentality. Has there been any anything like that that you've experienced? Um, there's a little bit of pushback, but it's, it's, uh, it's, playful pushback it's you know uh, i don't expect anyone to be like me you know i expect you to be like whoever you are if, if whatever your values are to you i'm just going to challenge you to 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 stick to those values you know to so if somebody doesn't value what i value then they shouldn't do what i do you know but that that doesn't stop you know that's not a, a reason to not allow somebody in the group you know as long as they're not uh, making everybody else feel dumb because they don't follow that, you know, that, uh, that style of selling or closing, you know, if, if there's some bullying or if there's some like insulting or guilting people, then yeah, they, they cannot be a part of this group because there's, there's a, there's, it's a, like a brotherhood, but I do, I, you know, I do see that there, there are other groups that are, are big on that. And I've oftentimes I've uh, suggested for people that want to be a part of my group to join another group. So look, there's a group over here and I think they're more in line with the kind of person you are and the way you want to do business. Why don't you check them out? You know, 
try to keep my group, you know, clean, right? Like, you don't want to, you don't want too many sharks in, in, in a sea of whales or something, you know? Uh, and speaking about getting people into your group, um, you're using social media a lot to do that, I'm assuming, right? As, as well as kind of your contacts. Um, what is your approach to social media? How do you decide the content? How much content do you like to put out? Um, you know, what what is that uh, for you? What is that? What are you trying to put out there uh, through social media? That's a great question. Um, I, I pretty much, I, I'm not good at social media. I know there's there's things that, that people do and there's, you know, hot songs that are currently trending and I'm pretty sure I can increase my social media presence, you know, by 300% if I just went along with whatever needs to be done, whatever it's, 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 you know, whatever the, uh, the social media gurus out there are suggesting that we do. Um, I don't do that and uh, not because I'm against it. I just don't have time to do that. I'm just busy running my business and I'm busy with the current guys in the group. It's a small group. We have 50 members right now. We've had up to 80 members, but we have 50 members now. And just this year, I started to, to try to bring it back to where it want, I want it to be. I don't really want, you know, 500 or 400 members. I feel like I've been in groups where there's a lot of people and it just gets too crowded with comments. But um, social media is one of those things where, you know, you see what people are doing, people are posting. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I have to do a video comparable to that or similar to that, right? And, you know, my, the way I think, I'm more like of an artist. I'm doing a video and I'm selecting photos and I'm trying to do the transitions. And I'm, next thing you know, I'm there like for an hour, right? Trying to do a little video. And part of me is like, it's got to be right. It's got to be a certain way. It's got to represent what the group is. It has to represent what I am. And in the end, you launch the video, you post the video. <laughs> and it gets like, you know, 300 views or 250 views, which is not a lot. And so sometimes for me, it's like, look, man, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing with out here in, in the real world. And someday I'll hire somebody to do my social media right now. That is not my strong point as far as how I, I get contractors. A lot of the time is guys in the group know somebody and they're like, Hey, you know, you, you might want to be a part of this group. So I would say about 50% of the guys in the group, are guys that learned about me through their connections and through their, you know, uh, their network. Would you say is that the platform is uh, more set up for people who already have their business set up um, that have been doing the work for a little bit of time, or is it better for someone that has uh, just started or thinking about starting uh, a contracting business? I would say it's for both, but let me just explain what that means. Um, I, I feel like when, you, if you've been around for a while, let's just talk about the guy that's been around for a while, right? Like me, you know, I've been around for a while and I, I, if I were to gauge the growth in, in my, in, in my career, in my business and what I do, I would say that I kind of skyrocketed when I started getting into the groups and that's with me being in the, in the business for a while, you just kind of learn more about yourself and you learn more about what it means to be a coach, a mentor, a leader. So this is a great place. So if you're a contractor that's been around for like 15 years, 20 years, it's a great place for you to be because now you have the opportunity to coach and mentor other people. 
And I'm confident that the mentor and the coach is actually growing the most by doing what he's doing, by investing in someone else. You know, your, your, your purpose just goes through the roof. Yeah, we're, we, we, know, we know how to build stuff and we know how to pour concrete and so forth. But when you're actually investing in someone else's life and business, there's a sense of like gratitude and fulfillment that we feel like, man, you know, I helped that company out, I helped that guy out. And you start to learn more about yourself and, 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 you know, and then you bring that home to your family, to your kids, and you realize that there's more to life than just this project and that project. It's about a community. It's about a family. It's about a network that extends to the East Coast, to, to you know, Texas, to Arizona, everywhere. I have friends everywhere now, you know. And then obviously for the new person, man, I mean, who wouldn't want to jump into this trade with like 10 or 15 big brothers ready to, to answer your question and to help you out. Just this morning, I think I answered about four questions that, as we're talking right here right now. One guy's calling me, but I can't answer it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, I, I like it. It's very cool. So it's, it seems to be you're, you're focusing more on those, the individual from the client experience, right? What the client is experienced, like you said, you don't want them to feel pressured to sign off or changing that relationship from the beginning of a, of a contract through the, the, the final installation, um, but also focusing on the individual person in the group, right? It's, it's a little bit more focused on them and what they're trying to accomplish. And two, you guys, you and your team, the group, helping them out and, and kind of, you know, giving them more information to level up their business. Right. And, yeah, so you know, if, if, have you seen the Karate Kid, right? The original '80s movie Karate Kid. Right? Uh, yeah, 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 yes. That Daniel Larusso, Mr. Miyagi, you know, all that. And so for a long time, Mr. Miyagi is is making this guy wash cars and paint fences and sand floors and stuff, and 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 he's wondering like, why am I doing this? You know, what's what's the point of all this stuff? Like, why? When do I get to actually learn some karate? When do? And and he discovered one night that it's in him already. And this, it's, it, it'll, it'll just come out when it needs to. And sometimes when you're in this group and you're constantly having conversations with other guys and we're talking about how I, I solved that problem, how I took responsibility for that error, how I made a mistake with that employee, how I did this, this, and that, everybody's listening in. I mean, I'm not going to hand somebody a box full of success and say, here's your success of your business, open it up and you're successful now, right? It's just something that it starts to become you the longer you hang out in the group. And next thing you know it, um, you're closing deals. Well, closing deals. You're developing business. That's the word I, I like to say. You're making new relationships. And sometimes, you know, I, I tell somebody, hey, so how's your business going? Oh, it's going good. Um, why? Because I, you know, I, I met a general contractor today and I met this designer today and it looks like they want to give me some work. I'm like, oh, cool. See, there you go. And they might say like, oh, no, it's because that person knows my, my mom or my dad or something, right? Sometimes they don't want to give the credit to the fact that they've been talking this language for the past year and a half, right? But when you start talking to a designer or a general contractor or a potential client, and they start to see the value in you, the, the, the confidence in you, um, the attention to detail, then they're going to like you. And if they like you, they'll give you their money. They'll give you their business, you know? And I think a lot of that 
stems from the fact that you're part of this this pool of contractors that that it's just you know it's, it's it's talking that language and it's constantly growing in that type of character of a contractor that the rockstar platform is well what is your advice for someone looking to grow their contractor business growing their contractor business growing i want to provoke some thought in people that are listening to this, this podcast when you hear the word growing your business traditionally you you think of somebody that is going to hire a lot of people and put them in their payroll. And so now you have, you went from having five employees to like 35 employees and you can say, my business grew, right? And so what I'm saying is that that's not necessarily true. Your business is not limited to your W2 employees. There's a lot of businesses that are big, like Apple computers and, and Airbnb and whatever, uh, Amazon, and there's a lot of independent contractors that are a part of this big team. So in my mind, I'm thinking, if you want to grow your business, you have to really get good at collaborating, networking, building relationships with suppliers, with contractors, with designers, with other contractors that are, that are like you. So you can do a little bit of both. You can hire employees, but then you can also collaborate with other teams so that you can grow your brand. And, uh, and, and that's sort of where the growth goes. But then the other thing is you need to, dis you need to ask yourself, why do I want to grow? What's the, you know, what is it that, I, why do I want to grow? What's, what, what do I want to accomplish? What is, who am I? What, what do I want to buy? What, or how do I want to live, right? A lot of the times, you know, people think that, you know, you grow your contractor business, you're going to be happier. And that's not the case. It's a very stressful type of a business, right? So you just have to like navigate through these things and, and, and learn about yourself. And instead of like shooting yourself in the foot and right away hiring uh, 35 people or so, baby steps. You, know, you take some baby steps. But the one piece of advice is that I give somebody that's starting out is that Beware of a lot of people out there uh, teaching on how to grow your business, how to go from 300,000 to 3 million in one year because they did it and they're driving Lamborghinis and you're watching them and you're like, oh, I like that Lamborghini. So he must be saying the truth. So I want to do the same thing he's doing, you know, and, and so a, a lot of the times, a lot of companies really struggle and they suffer and they go out of business and they go into major debt and they ruin their credit because they sort of follow this false doc doctrine that is pretty popular out there. Now, some people will kill it. Some people will be successful, right? So it does work, but not everybody, not every contractor is, is, is like that, is built that way. So there's different mentors and different teachers and different strategies for according to different people. So you have to really ask yourself like, what's the kind of person that I am and what's going to work for me? You know, there's, there's, there's culture differences. What, what a Hispanic guy can accomplish compared to, you know, a, a guy that, that looks a white guy or something, you know, that's, that's just, that's just the truth. I mean, I've been around for 24 years and I know that that's the truth. And so none of that should stop anybody, but you should adjust and, and um, the strategy and, and, and the mentor and the coach so that you have a better chance. So getting, so being teachable, getting mentored, 
um, and beware of false uh, teachers out there. One more question for you, Robert. Uh, have, do you have any experience working with uh, architects or landscape architects? Uh, that's the backbone of my business. There's an architect here in Long Beach that, I, that gives me a lot of work. And um, he doesn't give me a lot of work. He recommends me, right? So one time I came across one of his drawings and, uh, you know, I saw it and I liked the way, you know, he, the way it was drawn. And I thought it was pretty amazing work, very creative and uh, properly done. So then I wanted to reach out to this guy and, and, and say, hey, you know, my name is Robert. And can we, and he kind of didn't really pay attention to me because he's busy and he's like just another contractor calling me. Uh, but I kept bumping into his designs, you know, like in one year, maybe two designs or so. And one, in one occasion, um, I executed the design. He, he hasn't met me, right? And then the homeowner had some questions for the architect about some little area. And the architect came to the job site after I had completed like 85% of the work. And so when the architect saw his drawing, you know, brought to life in someone's property, he was pretty blown away because of the accuracy in in the work that we did. Now I have 10 years in the we didn't talk about this, but I have 10 years in the aerospace business when we we were down to the micron and the nanometer and stuff like that, right? So I can re easily translate a drawing into a real life setting. At that point, uh, this this architect uh, started recommending me because I, I feel that an architect has a little bit of artist in them, right? And they actually take pride in their drawings, I, I, I suppose. I think so. I mean, right? You can answer that question. And uh, they want to see what they drew come to life in the way that they envisioned it. So if I can commit and promise the architect that whatever you draw, I, I, will, I will build exactly the way you drew it. If it's an oval, if it's a radius, if it's a perfect circle, it's whatever arch it is, that's what's going to happen. So there's been some times, and this is breaking the rules, right, where a contractor gives the homeowner the, the number of that architect, and then the architect draws something amazing for that homeowner, not knowing who gave her or him that number. And then when the architect said, this is a real story, he says, so, so, um, how did you get my number? Oh, so-and-so gave me your number. And then the architect said, ooh, okay. And then the homeowner says, why? Is there a problem or why? And he said, no, no, it's all right. I wish I would have known that so-and-so contractor gave you my number because he would have drawn the drawing according to that contractor's ability. And then he said, and then the lady said, why can they do this work? And then this, this architect says, you know what? Possibly. But if you want the work to come out exactly the way I drew it, and I'm not supposed to do this, but you got to call Robert of Angels Landscape. That's it. You know? And when that homeowner told me that story, to me, I'm thinking, that's my guy right there. You know? So I, 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 I pass on a lot of jobs. I'm really busy with work. But whenever I get a job from this architect, it gets priority, you know? And I tell people in the Rockstar platform, I say, look, man, if you make the right connection with the right landscape architect and, and you do good by them and, you know, you execute the work, you learn and you contact me and whatever, 
you know, that architect, if he doesn't draw, he doesn't eat, <laughs> you know? So whatever he draws needs to get built by somebody. So there's your ticket. You might not, might not have to spend $3,000 on, on a Yelp or home advisor. If you can just have one or two architects as a part of your team and you need to consider them a part of your team. Yeah. It's a, that's how we do things around here is we, we make the drawings and we expect them to get, you know, built in a certain way or have a final look to them. And it's awesome to be able to work with someone that understands that and can work. You know, we're not, we're not perfect. We're there's, you know, sometimes there's errors or things aren't drawn exactly the same way, but we, we like to work with contractors that can see that and reach to us directly and say, Hey, look, let's try this. Maybe we can do this a little better, things like that. And it seems like that's something that you're able to provide. Yeah. Robert, how can people find out more about Angel Sandscape and the Rockstar platform? Right now, the best way to, to, to find out about what I'm doing on a daily basis is to follow me on Instagram, and that's artist underscore Renteria. We'll, uh, we'll post a link in the comments for the, in the show notes for, for the Instagram account. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. Um, good luck with everything, um, and hopefully we can keep in touch in the future. Awesome, yeah, for sure. Thank you very much.